Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey everyone, welcome to 5-Minute Fridays for the School of Unlearning podcast. I am tuning in from beautiful Hawaii. I'm here this week with some friends on a bit of a spiritual sabbatical. Uh, We're also going to be hiking and camping on the Nepali coast. So super stoked about that. And uh, what's top of mind, especially as I'm in like one of the more beautiful places on the planet, is this concept of noticing what you notice. And if you hang out with me in real life or you follow me on social media, you've often heard me say, notice what you notice, or you've seen the hashtag, notice what you notice. And this is really just sort of like a mindfulness technique that is a call to action to notice the beautiful things around us, to get us grounded in the present moment, and to appreciate what's there. I would say that for the very first 15 years of my life before I got a hold of a computer and a phone, I guess, or they got a hold of me, I would say that I was noticing all the time. In my household growing up, there really wasn't a place to escape. We didn't have video games and there was a cap on how many hours we were able to watch TV before my mom would push us out into the street, usually with a brown paper bag filled with snacks, and she would say, come back at dinner. I remember being 10 years old. My friends and I would have a backpack full of granola bars and gummy bears, and we would set off into the day to wander and get lost. We would hike in the woods. We would climb trees. And when we were feeling rebellious, we would have picnics near uh, local railroad stations or local ponds. We were living. We were noticing And we didn't know it then, but we were strengthening our muscles of not just adventure, but attention. I was in eighth grade when AOL Messenger came out. Away messages gave us a chance to leave our imprint on the internet and planted the seed of what it felt like to have messages or emojis waiting for us at the screen. Next came cell phones, and that was my freshman year of college, and text messaging also became a thing. I thank the heavens every day that I wasn't growing up during the boom of social media. My formative years were actually spent in nature, climbing trees and, you know, building rock formations. I'm not sure I have the confidence I would have survived had I been able to access Instagram and Facebook and Twitter or even TikTok for that matter. Um, But I do know that I'm very grateful for my years mostly spent away from screens as a kid. And if you're a parent listening, just know that there is a reason Steve Jobs and his other executives didn't let his children um, have computers. But I won't be a Debbie Downer. There's a way to use technology. So just stay with me. As the years went on, there was definitely a gradual pull into the realm of what I would call digital escapism, where at any given moment, whoosh, we could be anywhere. We could be anywhere but where we were. And studies have shown that just the presence of a cell phone on the table compromises your attention your ability to connect and to notice the world around you. Sherry Turkle, who's one of my favorite authors, wrote the book, uh, Reclaiming Conversation, The Power of Talk in a Digital Age. And she reminds us that even with our phones in sight, we're always elsewhere. Years ago, I started forest bathing, which is a Japanese mindfulness and mental health activity. Forest bathing or Shinrin Yoku started formally in the 1950s. But let's face it, humans have pretty much always felt called to the woods to explore and connect with nature. What differentiates forest bathing from hiking is the intentionality. In forest bathing, you don't have to get your heart rate up. You don't have to burn calories or use it as a space to fill the gaps of silence by updating everyone around you with your life. 
Um, this often actually leaves me feeling drained. This sort of sense of needing to fill space and not sit with silence and endlessly talk that often makes me feel a little bit drained. Forest bathing is actually just more intentional. It's more centered around noticing the world around you and being comfortable with that silence, comfortable with your friends and comfortable with trees in moments of silence. I was 32 years old when my friend Day Jimenez, who I'm actually here in Hawaii with now, introduced me to this way of showing up in nature. And ever since then, I was hooked. On our very first forest bathing adventure, Day offered us one piece of advice before we embarked on the trail. He said, if you see something beautiful, share it with those around you. So notice what you notice is a term that's derived from the mindfulness movement. It's been used in clinical psychology to help usher humans out of the thinking mind into their body by awakening their senses to engage with the world around them. And when I think about mindfulness, which definitely requires some explaining or demystifying, I often just think it's about paying attention. And that I would argue is our most valuable resource. Money and energy are all renewable, but our attention is not. Once we give away our attention, we're kind of left to be ping-ponged around by notifications, zombie scrolling, and grasping to be anywhere else but here. And the good news is, is that even though our attention isn't renewable, it is able to be strengthened. Now, you don't have to be knee-deep in the forest to sharpen what's inherently yours. You can begin sharpening your attention by noticing what's here right now in this very moment. Okay, so we're going to do an activity. We've never done this before, but we're going to do it now. Whatever you're doing, I want you to stop. Stop the cooking, stop the writing, stop the moving, stop the working out. Whatever you're doing, take a deep breath and stop. I want you to respond to yourself to the following prompts. I'm going to give you three questions and I want you to answer them. What are two things you see in the room that you haven't noticed today? What are two sounds you hear right now? What are two sensations you notice going on in your body right now? There you have it. These prompts, these three questions I just asked you about what you see, what you hear, and the sensations you feel, they are techniques that are based in clinical psychology and mindfulness movements. So these questions, what I love about them is that they're portable, they're private, and they can be used virtually at any given moment. Your mindfulness toolbox just got bigger. And what's also so poignant about these questions and these prompts, and of course, more broadly about forest bathing and things of that nature, is that when you do them, when you begin to notice what you notice, you begin to see how you show up in the world and you actually begin to know yourself just a little bit more. Noticing is a coming home. And when you share it, you're building community the old fashioned way. Look, my friends, technology is here to stay. It's a resource that can be used for good. But in order to do that, we must first have agency over our attention. So begin noticing what's beautiful and share it with those around you. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't wanna miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast because our learning and unlearning never ends and we don't have to do it alone.